Today's daf is daf Gimel, and last year we ended by trying to, find, to work out the fact that Mishnah didn't discuss it, what, anything about birds, about kilayim by birds. We mentioned animals, we mentioned chaya, um, chaya behema, but nothing, and, but nothing about birds. So then we brought a brighter, um, to, and um, that Rabbi Yochanan brought, and about Tanagol in, in Pisioni, et cetera, et cetera, all these different, uh, different birds. And then the Gemara says, it says, even though the domim zelazeze, kilayim zelazeze. Okay, but then Rav Shimon Melakish says as well. Rav Shimon Melakish says Mishnah Shleima Shan Lan Rebbe. One second, Rebbe's already taught us this. We have a Mishnah Shleima. Now, what's this Mishnah Shleima? I'm going to share the screen here, just so you can appreciate it, because I'm also showing the Gemara. The, the Mishnah, the, the Agamara shows this now. It says Amar Mishnah Shleima Shan Rebbe says Vechen Chayva Of. Now, what's this Mishnah? This is in Bava Kama. It says in the Mishnah Bava Kama, it says Echad Shor Vechad Kol Bema. Despite the fact that Torah says Shor and Chamor. A lot of the time, so even though it says, even though it says by boar, it says an ox that happens to fall into a pit. It says all those different dinim or halachas in the Torah that happen to be talking about a shore or sometimes shore and chamor. Nonetheless, nonetheless, it actually applies to all animals. And what's also mentioned in this list, list is kilayim and shabbat. Shabbat in terms of uh, animals resting on shabbos. It says, and, and Mishnah says quite clearly there that a chaya and of is already mentioned in that. So the question is, what's your, even your question? What's your, what's even your hesitation about what about a bird? What about birds that's not mentioned? It is. We already learned Bava Kama quite clearly the chaya and of, also the laws of Kilaim apply to it. So it says, so Amar Reb Yona, or actually, uh, there's different, uh, so many different gears how to read this. But uh, Reb Chaim says, Amar Reb Yochanan, actually, the Bardalia. The Bardalia is our brighter. I actually need that brighter. Why? Because this is says as follows. Taninen hacha, chaya, opashtana taman. Tanina bahema hacha, opashtana taman. So what this actually means is, the simplest way to read it is probably like the Ridbaz, which is also like, sorry, like the Pnei Moshe. That the hacha and hatam is actually, or taman, is actually reversed. Like sometimes we see, we've seen this a few times in Yishami already in our learning, where it's saying hacha, but it's really almost like copying a sugi from over there. So the hacha is really there and the taman is really over here. So it's almost been reversed. So if you'd read it like that, it would be ha, you know, tanin and hacha. Here, it may mean there, it said simply that what? By chaya, that it's kilayim. Or pashtin and taman. Taman mean here, we actually go and, and fully explain which minim are kilayim with one another. Similarly, taninan, it's a taman taninan behema, um, and hacha pashtana. And once again, what do we have? We've got a sort of simple explanation in terms of what kilaim is. And here we actually explain, we flesh it out. In other words, sorry, behema, so taninan behema hacha, or pashtana taman. So similarly as well, of taninan taman, there we, there we have the, uh, the explanation of that the, 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 this kilaim by of. And back to here, we actually flesh out what the different minima. That's one way of explaining the sugya. Okay. Um, however, Reb Chaim very interestingly actually explains it differently. He keeps hacha and hatam exactly. Meaning here we explain that there is an isur of kilaim, but taman there in Masechta Bavakama, we explain the source of it. Because if you have a look, that, the important point of that Mishnah is all it says is, is shor and chamor. 
It doesn't actually mention all the behemot. So how do we know that it applies to all other behemot? And that's a bit like the Gemara there. It says, um, it says, Ikilaim, this is actually from Bavli, Bavakama. Ikilaim Dacharisha Yalif Shor Shor Meshabas. We've got Xer Shava, Ashor and Shor and Shabbos. Just as Shabbos in Shor, it doesn't apply just to a single ox, it applies to all your animals. So too, Bacharisha applies to all of them. And similarly, if you're talking about harva'ah, meaning mix, mixing animals, there it says behemtacha. How do we know about chaya? Ah, no, it's there that it teaches us that also got behemtacha, behemtacha, by kilai, by, by also gzer from Shabbos. That's like a different way of uh, understanding the flow of the sugya that preserves the taman and hacha um, in, in its simplest sense. In any event, the gist of it's the same, meaning we basically need both sugyas. And so too here, we still need this bright to Bardalia, um, uh, the, the, yeah, the, but the bright to Bardalia to flesh out and explain the, what is kilayim by a bird or not. So Amar Yossi, v'yut, meaning the question seems to be a good one. In other words, now what's going on here? The three different ways of explaining it, and each of them, I'm bringing all of them because I think we need all of them to really sort of get a, a simple understanding of what's actually happening with this statement of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Chaim actually says, is that he's saying, no, the question was a good one. Now, how do we start this sugya? We started this sugya saying, where do we know that, that kilaim applies to birds? And then we brought the bright of Bardalia that says that, um, that you know, all the different minim that are considered kilaim. But the response of um, Rabbi Shimon Lakish says, what do you mean? Why do you need to go to that brighter? We have a Mishnah already that says it applies to birds. Meaning from the flow of the sugya, that brighter was not, not necessary. Not that it's bichlal not necessary. Clearly it is necessary to flesh out exactly which minima kilayim by birds to understand where the line is drawn by birds. But for the context of the sugya, Rish Lakish is right. When in terms of why are you even asking why, from, from where do we know that kilayim applies to birds? Because we know where it is. It's, it's elsewhere. Meaning we mentioned it in Bavakama. Um, Paneh Moshe also says it's actually unnecessary, the, the bright of the Bardalia. Why? Since from Bavakama, we know that the birds are similar to the Hema for Lords of Kilayim. And by, in the Mishnah, Mishnah already discuss how to draw the line. Meaning even if you've got two species that look very similar, like the, 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 the Zev and the Kelev, or the Kelev Kofri and the Shual. Because they're two different minim, they're considered kilaim zebazev. So once the mission has already established that point, the role of Rebbe is not to give us a whole index of every single possible animal the kilaim could apply to. We can simply arrive, derive from the principles by Behema that the same thing can be applied to birds as well. That it's unnecessary, therefore, it makes sense that Rebbe omitted all the different sort of fine lines between of, of kilayim by birds, because we could have already worked that out ourselves from the principles that we that Rebbe already when included the Mishnah by Behema. That's the way the, the Pnei Moshe explains the sugya, that in other words, it is indeed Rebbe Shlimer like it is a good answer. However, um, just for the sake of completeness today, even though we resist and really doing this, the Red Buzz, um, the Red Buzz explains is that when that Rebbe Yossi is actually giving a different answer. And he uses the Shino Girsa of the Grahia. It says, asur, and instead of the word Bikilayim, he, he changes it Baharba'a. Meaning you have to always remember that there are two Isurim in Kilayim by animals. One is interbreeding and the other one is um, like working them together. Okay, so therefore we needed both Mishnayas, Mishnah in Bavakama, and if you like, 
this uh, this brighter debar dahlia. This is a different answer to teach us both aspects of kila and applies to birds. Okay, so that's the Ridbaz's slightly different conclusion to the suga. It's not presenting, if you like, a, a question or a support for the question of Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, but rather it's bringing a different answer why the brighter debar dahlia is necessary. Okay. Hope I haven't overwhelmed you with my first year back from the break. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yirmiya Amar says, Rabbi Yirmiya says as follows. Amar Kahana. Sorry, Rabbi Amar says as follows. Kahana Sha'al Rosh Lakish. Kahana asks Rosh Lakish, Hamar Bia Bachayotaya Mahu. What happens if you are, if you, uh, is there Isr Kilaim if you sort of interbreed or uh, the uh, different sea creatures? So Amar Le, Od Henktiv, Bahen Lemineya. But one second, it says in the Torah, lemineihem, in the Torah, in my separation, as it says by, by Ishvashartzu, it says, So anything that you're understanding, anything time that says lemineihem, the understanding there is kilaim applies to it. Okay? That's one understanding. However, Ravachas doesn't have that flow. In other words, Rabbi recorded this discussion that Kahana asked with Lakish, and Rashakish gave an answer. Ravacha has a different flow of the sugi. He says, Ela, um, hava ma, b'shem the rev, the, It began as follows. Reshlakish says, katu Anything that says lemehem is kilay noheg So it doesn't start as a question. It starts as a statement. That anything that has lemehem in my separation or lemehu, kilay applies to it. So now Kana asks a question as a kasha. He says, one second, hare dagim o chayatayam. But the, actually the girsa here is dagim. Hare ktiv bahem lemehem. How's it possible the kilayim can apply to fish? How do you have the concept of being marbia? Now, when you're interbreeding animals, you're actually physically getting involved. You're taking one animal and mating it with another. How does that work, he's saying, with different fish? This is lo shayach she'ar adam et adagim, is the way that's the kasha. So interestingly, Amar Abiyosi Barbun, hacha paras kahana matsudatei al rebi I love the expression here. It's like uh, fitting with the context of Sugi. He says, you see here, what has happened? Rav Kana spread a net over Rosh Lakish and caught him. Like, pardon the puns here, right? In other words, that seems to be a good question. I'm talking about fishing again. Yeah, good, fine. So Amar Rabiona, Rabiona says, no, Yechonana Patala. I can actually answer that. That in, a, in other words, it is possible the kilaim can still apply to fish, even though you find it difficult to understand that, that, that by fish you could have this type of interbreeding that it doesn't seem to be shayach. He says, mighty chut v'katar yarika. In other words, you can take a string and tie it to the ear. Now, I'm not sure how you have an ear of a fish. It could be the gill, or maybe even could be the ear of some sort of sea creature. But these are two different types of fish, Rabbi Chaim says. So you put on the ear of one fish and the ear of another fish. For inun shayfin dinim din, they seem to, shayfin actually seems to be the latter of rubbing one against one another. But Rabbi Chaim says it actually means that they seem to swim together. Umazra'in. Now, he says mizra'in means, a reader of Chaim, keshem shachin bayam, when they're swimming on nizra al sfatayam, they call some sort of zriya planting uh, sort of, sort of uh, on, the, on, the, on the ocean. That's how you're sort of using them to work. The, pro- the point is you're manhig bekilayim. In other words, even if mating doesn't actually apply, the other side of kilayim could still apply. Now, if that seems a bit strange, Rush Cerulio says what could happen is you could be tying these two fish to, for example, a small boat. So you can imagine very strong, and they could be pulling along a boat. Now, that still is the issue of kilayim because it's not just harisha that the issue of Isra of Kilaim applies, 
even even if it's just pulling a boat along, if it's different species, that can still apply. So in other words, what seems to be here is that the cash was, how can the kilaim of interbreeding apply to fish? The answer is, you're right, it might not, but still kilaim can still apply by, if you're utilizing them together to work together. That's why it can still apply. Interestingly, though, the Marafulda says is that, and some people like bring this explanation as well, that actually just shaifin's dimba dimu mazra'in means is that you, there seems to be some sort of technique where they'd be tied together, these two different species of fish, and it would encourage them to rub against one another and then interbreed that way. In other words, you don't think it's possible? No, there is a technique that some sort of uh, fish breeders, if you want to call them that, um, that uh, use, that they would be marbia, sort of interbreed some sort of fish in one another, and therefore kilaim, even in the context of interbreeding, would still apply to fish. Okay? Let's continue. You cannot, this is the issue of grafting. Um, it says, you can't bring one tree on another tree or yarak be yarak or vegetable in another vegetable. The law ilan be yarak vola yarak be ilan. Not a yarak inside an ilan. We'll see how that plays. You can, you can imagine sort of planting a tree inside a watermelon, for example. I think it's one of the examples the Mishnah brings later on. Um, or a yarak be ilan, or taking a uh, vegetable and trying planting with it, say, the branch of a tree or a stump of a tree. Rabbi Yehudio, however, his matir, he permits yarak be'ilan, a vegetable within a tree. Why? Because he says, even if it might grow, it's not mit'achin. What happens is you won't end up um, generating a new type of species, a new type of plant. It'll just happen to grow in the stump of a tree. It's not going to, it's not, therefore, it's not considered kilai. Okay, that's pure Rabbi Yehudio. So one second, this seems to go against what we learned with Kornit Rabbi Yehuda in uh, the duck we did, the uh, last stuff we learned together. And that's, uh, uh, Gui says, because he says, how do you get this malafafon, if you recall? He says, you take a, um, a, 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 a seed or a pit from a, um, from a watermelon. You take a seed from the end of, a, of an apple. We not know the tochkum. You place it in one hole, and that seed sort of combine one another. Vanasim kilain. It can produce. If you recall, yes, last year we said it was malafafon. Uh, it produces intermixed species. So you see here that a tree and a vegetable can be kilain one another. And what's Rabbi Huda saying? The yarak beilan is muta. So v'chol amar hachin. And here he says so. So Taman says Taman alidesh unotin He says there, if the two seeds are together in the same hole, then yes, mitachin they will combine with one another. Benasin kilain, and they would uh, become kilain. Baram hacha that here yarak beilanu. That here it's a different situation. Here you've got an existing tree, and you're trying to plant this uh, vegetable inside it. So therefore, it's not considered that's a different story altogether, and it won't have the same effect. Okay. Now the Gemara asks, How do we know we're not allowed to graft a, a, a non-fruit-bearing tree on a fruit-bearing tree? Or two fruit-bearing trees that are different species of one another. Where do we learn this from? We learn this actually learned from the, the Pasuk. What's that's the pasuk that introduces. It's, I'll read the full p- p- the pasuk. It says, "Echotai tishmoru bem techalot aber kilaim sadchalot tizra kilaim ubege kilaim shatnez loyal alecha." 
So before mention the pass, this is like the introducing words of the password that discusses all manners, manner of kilai. Okay. So what's that teaching us? I'll read you Reb Chaim now. He says the same, first he brings the rest of the Pasuk that I mentioned. But Darash Lehachet, Chukotai Shechakakti, Shechakakti, Besheshit Yamei Bereshit, the Chukim that I put in place in the, in, uh, when I created the world, Kol Min La'atzmo, every single species on its own. Tishmor, uh, you've got to preserve them that way. Belot Tarkiv Etzarak, uh, and therefore you cannot put a even a non-fruit bearing tree on a fruit bearing tree. And therefore you understand Mishum Kilaim. So interestingly, you've got this uh this this um dov, this might uh, relate to the articles you were sending me, the two different studies. I didn't have a chance to read it in full. Um, in terms of understanding the limits of Kilaim with sort of more novel scientific methods, but it seems to be here that. Um, that 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 he seems to be that, that there's a pasuk that says all the way from Masa, that which the chukim are placed to Masa Bereshis, those cannot be breached. So that's why even a different uh, fruit fruit tree with a non-fruit tree bearing tree would be a big problem of kilaim. So Rabbi Yona says as follows: Kahana. So he says this seems to be the Rebbe Lazar. This derivation seems to be like Rebbe Lazar. Why? He says, because he says, Mishum chukim Now we have to do a girsa change here. It should say, um, uh, it should be Ladama Rishon, I think it is. Um, yes, that Rabbi Chaim says Ladama Rishon. Now, what would that mean is, if you say Mishum Shechakakti, not Ba'olami, but rather Ladama Rishon, that implies that these chukim that I've placed in front of Adam Rishon, that would mean, according to Rabbi Laza, that what? That the Isur of Kilain also applies to what? To everybody. Because this was a mitzvah. This is, if you like, according to Rabbi Lazar, one of the Sheva mitzvah, because if you understand the Chukai Tishmor, meaning this goes back not to what I did in my Sabreshit, but what I told Adam Rishon in my Sabreshit, then according to Rebbe Lazar, this is uh, this is well, this is Shita Rebbe Lazar. That it's also this is one. Of the, this is like the eighth mitzvah Ben Noach, if you like. Okay, that uh, they're also Isur of Kilaim. How Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rebbe says no, this could be Divrakol. Rather, you read it differently. Mishum Chukim Shachakakti Polami. Not that I not the Chukim I set out in front of Adam Rishon, but rather the way we kind of explained it initially that this is the Chukim that are placed before Adam in my separation. So if that's the case. That seems to be a very, very restricted view of Kilaim. So the Gemara asks, If that's the case, if we're saying that everything as it was in Masa Bereshit must be kept in its pristine state, then, then you can't even graft uh, the same, two colors of the same min, if you like. A, uh, a white fig on a, a black fig on a, on a white fig. And that's not necessarily the case. Kilaim doesn't apply in that context. So you forgot we will learn two shirim ago. But once again, we learned that the, the, the scope, if you like, the definition of kilayim, we learn how restricted it is from clothing. If you recall, we had this whole flow. We said, If you recall, we said that we weren't sure how strict kilayim was by by, sorry, by um, by animals, we weren't sure by um, produce, and we said let's let's we learn all the way from from shatnas. Just as there, the issue of kilaim is not white wool and brown wool or different sort of different uh, different grains of wool 
or different, uh, but rather we said that it's actually two different minim altogether. So af kilaim shasati lechamikomakom sochu kilaim we learn elsewhere is not subspecies, but rather different species. Lo Okay, so therefore, yes, it seems to be that trees are learned from Chukai Tishmoru, which initially makes it be very, very restricted view. But then we actually turn to Kilaim that gives us a bit more leeway in terms of that within a, what we call a particular min, that seems to be permissible. Okay, good. Let's continue. Tani B'Shem Bosh Kilaim. That a goy is allowed to plant and wear kilaim, He's not allowed to um, interbreed animals and not allowed to, this is Rebelazar, Shita Rebelazar, we said before, and not allowed to, uh, gra- to, to, to graft different trees. So, Lama, why? Because it says in the Torah, Any, and as we said previously, anything says, in its in it in the in the bria, that's how we learn by fish as well. That that is uh, that has to be kept in there each each min. It's almost like that. That's how Karosh Baruch created it. That's how it should be. That's again Rebbe Lazar's understanding, and that would apply even to Bnei Noach. One second, very But we say all manners of grass and herbage and, and the like. That also says Leminehem. So he says in Ktiv, you're right. However, uh, so sorry, start again. If you recall, in my separation, the Kadosh Baruch Hu instructed all the things to happen. And then in the end, those things happened. So here, what's interesting, it's, uh, but when it came to the, when it says, it only says, etc., etc. And then it says, it's only when it actually played out that we, say, we see the expression by Desha meaning or sorry, but not in the tzivui. And therefore, the, it seems to be the, is, the isur of kilayim, or the problem, the issue of kilayim, is really only, according to Rabbi Lazar, when you see the terms liminehem or liminehu in the tzivui of a Karash Baruch Hu, and not actually how things played out. Okay? So then the Gemara says, imken, or the Rebbe says, you actually take out, he follows the Gra, you take out imken. It says, lamanit haaretz. So why was the land cursed? Meaning, if the land seemed to do exactly as it was instructed, why was it cursed? So Rav Yudan Bar Shalom's Amar says as follows. Because it went against the decree of Hashem. Why? How's it possible? It says, It didn't do the now, what's interesting here, the psukim, as we have them in front of us, listen, the Gemara doesn't seem to be uh, doesn't seem to be such a difference between the commandment and the implementation. However, Reb Chaim says you actually learn this from the parts of the pasuk that aren't mentioned in the Gemara. If you in the in the it says in the command, it says Elohim esef zera etz pri or pri. So etz pri means the land was meant to produce trees whose etz was had the same time as the pre. Okay. However, what happened is it says they produced trees that produced fruit, and not that the trees themselves had the time of the fruit. So that's what seemed to be, that's why it seemed to be going against exactly what the command of Baruch was. That's why it was punished. However, Reb, Reb, Reb Pinchas says disagrees. He says no, it didn't over the gzera. 
Etz pre veetz oseh pre is really the same. It's the same thing. Reader Ochai. He says, or is it? Once again, let's let's read the Gemara first. Reprimas om Amar simcha betzivu betzivu tzivuya vosifa elenei sarak. What does that mean? Reader Ochai. He says lo sferle davar gezeratav. The land didn't go against the command of a kadosh baruch hu gezerav akshal kadosh. Velo nitzmae vonintzavid meolam elah etz shiotzer peirot. The Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't command the land to produce trees whose etz was the same time as a pre. No, it was always to do to have trees that produce fruits. Kedichtiv etz pre. However, he samchabet zivuya kedichtiv etz oser pre. Mash madiika etz sheino oser pre v'ainu ilan yisarak. Why did the, in other words, why did the Torah change its lashon when it says etz oser pre? Because the land was so happy that not only did it produce trees that produced fruit, but it also produces ilanei serak. So it went over and above, if you like that, which the Kodesh Baruch Hu asked it to do. So then the Gemara asks, if that's the case, according to Rabbi Yehuda Bar Shalom that says, that the land went against the Tzivu of HaGadosh Baruch Hu, I understand now why the land was cursed. However, according to Rem Pinchas, that it went over and above and did it even more than it was asked, then why was the land uh, Nitkalala, why was it cursed? So the Gemara answers the famous expression, Kinish Amar late Biza Dechein which is expression is that the, the, the breast that fed that, that, that Russia should be cursed. In other words, when it's, it's almost like when, 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 they, when uh, there's a particular Russia that around, they say, you curse should be the breast that fed that individual, meaning it's almost cursing the, and so therefore what? We're trying to say that where did Adam Arishon, if you come from, it was, it was, it was he came from the land itself. So the, since Adam Arishon, when he was punished, so too, the, if you like, the breast of which fed him or the land from which he's, the, the soil was taken was also cursed as a result. As it says, Three people came into Din, meaning Adam, The four exited cursed. And what was the, who was the fourth? That the, the land was cursed as a result. Of it. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. Ad kadun leit ktiv elabem talot haberkilayim of minayin. Okay, that's all very well and good. We understand behema applies um, we, that uh, that that um, kilayim applies to animals. However, where do we actually learn? We derive it from the psukim that it applies to birds as well. So now we have a machloket. It tani tani meet chukotai tishmoru. The it tani tani. Actually, I don't need it. Oh, I do need it still. Uh, and some say that what it is so there's a big difference here one is it's from that general cloud we saw at Tishmoru. we saw the beginning of the puzzle that applied to trees and we're saying that's how we also include birds as well but the other understanding is it's actually no it comes from bem tabirkilaim bem is the uh is this is is the psukim we saw in baba baba kama that we include both Bema, Chayev, and Of, as we learn from Shabbos. From Shabbos. As it says here, it's, as I read you before, I've just gone the share screen, still, still up, and it's really still up. It's the Shok. Um, it says, um, it says, So, and just as Shabbos, we learn it applies both to Bema, Chayev, and Of. So, to it also Bema, Chayev, and Of. So, that's the big difference. The big difference is does it apply to, um, it, are we do learning it from the Klal? Of Chukachaytishmoro, or we're learning it from the if, in, like the riboy that we learn within Bem Talot Abrikilaim itself. So there's going to be a Mar Nafkimin in there. 
So here we've got a bit of a Shinur Girsa following the Gra, and it makes sense. So here in Sev, here Kivilan, you read Hirbia Behema, the Hirbia Oth. What if someone interbred a, a, a animal and also interbred uh, birds? The question is, and he did it, how many Isram has he violated? He did it the same time. So Manda Amar Shmoru, the person says that we learn an off from Chukatai Shmoru, then Ichayev Shtaim. Why? Because off is Mechukatai Tishmoru, and Be'em Tachavat Terbekilayim is a different love. If, however, you learn the off from the same love, Manda Be'em Tachavat Terbekilayim, Eino Chayev Elachad. Because off and Behema, I'm doing the same love, Behelem Echad, if you like. And therefore, it's only one love, so Yonichayev Echad. However, if you continue again, now the Shinrigirs and Sevhir Bir Behemah, we say here Kibilan. If someone did grafting here, Kibilan, Bir Bir off, again, Behelem Echad, he didn't in one go. Manda Amar Bechukotai Tishmoro, the shita that says you learn from interbreeding birds from Chai Tishmoro, that's the same Pasuk we learn from, they learned that the, the prohibition of grafting trees. So therefore, Enu Chai Belachat, therefore it's the same love. Um, if you're learning the prohibition of interbreeding birds from uh, from 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 Ben that's a different pasuk. Therefore, you chayiv shtayim. Okay, let's continue. Ein markivim. You know that a graft zaitim berechev shel timra. You know that a say play place a branch or sapling, if you like, from a uh, from a zait. Into the rech of according to the maraful, that means like the trunk, the thick part of the of a timra of a date tree. So why ilam bilam? Because that's grafting from one tree and another. That should be obvious. Okay, that should be straightforward. However, Rabbi Yonan says by Rabbi but this seems to be cholik and Rabbi Levi because it says uh, and then the rest of the pasuk the important. says your son shall be like shtile zaitim. Like like smaller plantings of zaitim around your table, and the, and the point is ma zaitim ein behem harkava af banecha lo ibem psulet. Just as a zait, even if you graft it into another tree, it's not going to produce another fruit. It's still going to produce zaitim. It's not susceptible to this like the, uh, the impact of grafting. So too you see, so too none of your children will have any impact. Any psulet is going to impact on them either. Okay, so mashmawat, it seems to imply that zaitim isn't impacted by kilayim, so that kilayim ne- wouldn't necessarily apply. So then how, how are we saying that we've learned in the, it says, it's, it's, we've learned in the teaching, the Bab, the Tani, it says, Ein markivim zaitim berech, berech shel timra. That's hamichlal shiyesh bebsolet. That implies that what? There will have some sort of impact and things will be infected. It will be affected. So the Gemara then answers, let's just finish the suya. It says, shniehi it's different. He says, no, when you take an olive tree, a branch and graft it in a timra, yes, what's going to be produced is still olives. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be impacted that way. However, it still will sweeten it somewhat. And because it's still going to sweeten it somewhat, that's enough to be considered harkava. That's enough to be considered a prohibition of Easter of Kilai. Okay. And he says, just like a hadar of Shimon Berebi, have a mashke parsakte, he would, uh, he would, um, he would, um, he, he would water his aparsakim, his peaches, uh, with yain uh, mavusha, with cooked wine, bishvil matke, in order to sweeten it as well. So, in other words, while this uh, drush still works, if you like, that a grafting of an olive tree, just as an article of an olive tree will still produce olives, won't be impacted, so to your children should be by your shulchanachas, will still be, be around, you'll be no psalad amongst you. 
doesn't mean that the issue of Kilaim doesn't still apply because we see that if it is grafted, yes, it will still produce olives, but there will be sweetened as a result, and therefore the issue of Kilaim still applies. Okay? Thank you. Baruch Hashem. We see you got your strength back, Rebbe. Very good. Right. Keep it that way. We'll continue to work.